two Springfield's Classic Rockets, 535. And Jimmy Hendricks are back to Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny uh, today, high of 74. Tomorrow, uh, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 77. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. 8 o'clock today, another keyword to cash. It could be worth $1,000. I can't tell you what it is right now because I haven't seen it. But when I do, I'll be sure to pass it to you at after uh, 8 o'clock or so. The word has letters in it. I will give you that clue. Uh, you're right. I yeah. just looked at it, and it does have uh, a number of letters. Consonants and vowels. It does. In yeah. fact, it has uh, a couple of vowels. Oh, and I will that? I will spell that to you, and uh, or spell it for you, and use it in a sentence. All right. But that's after 8 o'clock. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe another round of Am I the A-Hole, and um, maybe some other things, too. Yeah. We got, we got stuff. Don't you worry. I'm not worried about a thing, Steve. All right. 536. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win $1,000? Yeah! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be sunny today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, not so nice with rain. High of 77. Uh, it is 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Ray Stevenson, a veteran actor of movies like Punisher, Warzone, Thor, and uh, TV shows like Vikings and a Star Wars spinoff, has died at the age of 58. Uh, a rep for Stevenson confirmed that he died on Sunday. No other details were available at the time. He had been uh, cast for a role alongside Rosario Dawson in Disney Plus's upcoming Star Wars show, Ahsoka, which is the spinoff from The mm. Mandalorian. Uh, it's uh, very sad news. I still don't really know who he is. I've seen this guy before. I've seen his face. Ray Stevenson, he's the guy who sang The Streak. No, 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 Steve. That's uh, That's... That's Ray Stevens. No, 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 no. That's the guy who's saying, uh, uh, ooh, baby, it's a wild world. No, Steve, you're thinking of Cat uh, Stevens. No, no, no. You're thinking of that song by Ted Nugent uh, that uh, you could get a disease from. No, 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 Steve. That's Cat Scratch Fever. No, no. You're thinking of that movie with John Travolta where he dressed up in the uh, white suit and he went dancing, disco dancing. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Saturday Night Fever. No, you're thinking of a uh, uh, an adult film um, <laughs> close to that name that involves uh, an animal from the woods. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Saturday Night Beaver. Yeah, there you go. You didn't. You didn't have to explain. I've, I've got that one. Are you sure? On VHS. Well, oh, you do. Is that the one that's still stuck in the VCR? I need a beaver tail to private loots. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, he uh, unfortunately uh, passed away. That is too bad. Drew Carey is uh, pr- uh, paying the bill for writers to eat at two restaurants in the Los Angeles area for the duration of the strike. All they have to do is show their Writers Guild of America card. Where can I get one of these? All right, but what's the restaurant? Uh, are you talking about someplace that's good, or are you talking like uh, um, someplace that's not? Bob's Big Boy in Burbank. All right. Okay. See, that's my point. And Swinger's Diner in Los Angeles. Now, there's nothing wrong with a Big Boy. I'm sure we all remember the Big Boy. Big, big Boy is pretty good. 
Big Boy is an outstanding restaurant. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's giving you, you know, reservations at uh, like a five-star, you know, Michelin restaurant. Well, he's only making prices right money. I mean, if he was, uh, if he, oh, if he was like the Merv Griffin money, you know, he might be able to afford that. But he's been doing that for like almost twenty years. He must be making at least Bob Barker money by now. Uh, yeah, but just because he makes a lot of money doesn't mean he can like afford high-priced meals for everybody. I think it's actually kind of nice that he's doing that. No, there's no question. It's nice, but I mean, do you take advantage of it if it's a place that you don't like? Yeah. Of you would? You yeah. Somebody, listen, you put free on anything. I'll go to a Golden Corral, risk my risk my health. Are you sure about that? I would even go to an Applebee's for all the free cheeseburger egg rolls I could eat. Oh my God, are you listening to yourself? It's free. Why do you think people show up at the... Botulism is free. Listeria is free. Yeah, well, why do you think people show up at the uh, the Rock 102 events for, for stuff? Yeah, where's my rib sandwich? Yes. Where's my... Where are my Irish bowls? Yeah, where where is all this stuff? So I'm just, uh, I'm just throwing it out there. I would probably do it. Woody Allen was having dinner in Manhattan when his friend started choking. Woody jumped up at, and... At, at the big boy? Yeah, yes, at the big boy. Woody jumped up and performed the Heimlich. The guy says, quote... If it wasn't for his quick thinking, I fear I may have died. I owe him my life. Yeah, well, here, you here, know. Here, watch how I picked up Soon Lee. <laughs> I was going to say, he's very quick with the hands. Yeah. He may not look like much. Yeah, but he, he's good at the thrust. Yes, he know? really is. Aubrey's uh, Plaza's strange Aubrey Plaza's strange behaviors are all about her insecurity. She says, quote, I think it just stems from I'm scared. I prefer to be a character. I mean, that's literally what I'm doing. Now, which one is she now? Uh, Aubrey Plaza uh, was in Park and Rec- Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I never... It's funny how, like, I never know the actor's name, but I yes. know their face. And you're like, oh, that's who that person was. That's... Yeah, she's one of those people. We say, oh, yes. Here's a gross story. Jude Law plays Henry VIII in a new historical thriller, Firebrand. And Jude decided that in order to really inhabit the role, he should smell like Henry VIII. How does he know what Henry VIII smelled like? It turns out Henry smelled awful, partly because of leg ulcers. So Jude found a perfume specialist who made him a concoction that mixed the odors of blood, sweat, and fecal matter. Okay, you do realize that people in the movie theater can't smell that, right? Yeah. I mean, they... It doesn't do anything but uh, annoy people on the set. No. That sounds like an indie punk band, though. Blood, sweat, and fecal matter. I'll be playing them Sunday night on Rock <laughs> Musical Fun Band. That's right. Jude says, quote, I read several interesting accounts that you could smell Henry three rooms away. His leg was rotting so badly, he hit it with rose oil. Jesus. I thought it would have a great impact if I smell awful. This whole method acting thing is just ridiculous. Couldn't you just... Put on some Axe body spray, and that would have been enough. Yeah, and then yeah, when uh, you know somebody walks into the king's court, you can say, "Bow, chicka, wow, wow." Yeah, and everybody around you say, "Jesus, he smells awful." Yeah, I I don't believe in uh, immersing yourself so much in a character. No, wasn't it? Uh, uh, was the guy on uh, Succession, the old man? Oh, uh, Brian Cox, and he makes fun of uh, Kendall, uh, the, the guy. The, yeah, the, Kendall, because he's a character actor. He con- he constantly talks and does things in that in that in that character. Yeah, he said it's annoying. 
Brian Cox was like, I don't know what this crap. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, are you still off that show? Uh, or are you up to date on it? I haven't watched the last, the latest episode. It's pretty is good. It, is it really? Yeah, you know, it gets, you know, when it gets good and then it gets confusing. The, the last episode was really good. One more to go and this, the uh, series is done. Uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Matty Healy, is on record as saying some pretty racist, chauvinistic, and homophobic things, and some of Taylor's fans want her to address it. They've even started the Speak Up Now campaign to convince her. Hmm. I'm sorry, I can't hear anybody over the cash registers bell jean <laughs> over the $1,500 a piece tickets I just sold. All I can hear is the sounds of people grumbling that everything costs too much. Kim Kardashian was seen showing off her booty in a pair of her Skims leggings yesterday. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh my God, the last time I showed off my booty this much was when Ray J earned himself the brown clown mouth in that sex tape you could purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> and Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once did the pinch pot mud works. Right, yes. The Hoover maneuver. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I was bush hogging the bung chow. <laughs> did you ever bush hog the bung chow? I believe I ought to take out from that place once. That's, that's the number the, seven over at the Wong Wong. I was going to say, I think I've been to the Bung Chow. And that's your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Hiya. Self-care. We hear the term a lot, and it is important. But what is... A football man, fan, it is your job to watch football games. And when you do, you often know where that game is going to be played and when. This is why the NFL has a schedule to let you know, the loyal fan, how to adjust your schedule to accommodate their schedule. This allows you to do things. For example, you could buy tickets, or you could throw a small gathering of like-minded friends, or you could allow yourself to watch the game at a nearby establishment, such as a bar and or restaurant. Well, that's all very well and good. But when it comes right down to respecting your plans and best intentions, the NFL has other priorities. Yesterday, the NFL owners approved a limited plan that would allow them to flex a limited number of late-season Sunday afternoon games and reschedule them to air on Thursday night on Amazon Prime. 24 of the 32 NFL owners approved the plan, setting into place for this upcoming season. Now, that's, uh, that's fine if you're not making plans to buy tickets or you don't have to work the following morning. But many of us do, and the idea of having an arbitrary change in the schedule for the purposes of fluffing up the league's numbers on Amazon Prime does not feel like an appropriate consideration of my valuable time. What it does feel like is that the NFL is aggressively abusing my loyalty and my patience. Let's just say, for example, I bought tickets to a Patriots game in Foxborough, and those plans involved any number of logistical considerations. And suddenly, the league decides, hey, you know what? That game would be so much more lucrative for us if we moved it to a Thursday night on Amazon Prime. Suddenly, those logistical considerations have to be amended, including how am I going to get to work the following day after having my tickets flexed to a Thursday night from a Sunday afternoon? That's an excellent question, but as far as the NFL is concerned, that's your damn problem and not theirs, because they don't really give a crap about you. But hey, and if I'm my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. They call her the Grill Girl. That's just what they call her. Morgan at the Ludlow Rockies loves talking about grills. She's a trained expert in every grill they got at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rockies is your grilling destination with free delivery assembly plus free fuel with every grill over 400 bucks. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to... Oh, 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 it's over. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614, White Snake. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 74 today. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 77. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. You know me, right? We've uh, known each other for a while. I know you from here. I'm not asking you to like me. I'm just asking you, like, you are aware of some of my uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Yes. I guess. Like, I, I, More, mostly weaknesses. Mostly but, weaknesses, yeah. and, I will, uh, and I will agree with you on mm-hmm. that one. I'll jump aboard your bandwagon on that without blinking an eye. Uh, but I also know that uh, when it comes to my strengths, some of my strengths are actually weaknesses, too. Mm-hmm. Uh I told you last week that we moved our camper to from from Vermont to New Hampshire, and uh, it's all set up at the campsite. We're all ready to go. Uh, you know the the septic system is all uh, is all hooked together. Yeah, somebody else did that for me. Uh-huh. I was able to plug the thing into the electrical box, and everything was good. Yeah, and we were running fine. Now that is where my mechanical prowess ends right i can plug something in but if something happens that is unusual after the the plug-in that's where i'm i'm lost that's why i always call an expert for something well i'm getting to that one of the things i had there were two things that i had to do excuse me last weekend when we were setting up one was to make sure that the camper uh was stable because yeah i don't know if you ever saw the movie like uh uh, Mel Brooks' uh, silent movie. Mm-hmm. You ever see that? And you ever see the scene where they're sitting in the camper and you got you know Dom DeLuise and and uh, and I believe uh, Marty Feldman is in there. Maybe right. it Burt Reynolds too. And as soon as like Dom DeLuise moved from one side of the camper to the next, it tips all over the place because he was such a big guy. He was a ve- a very very big guy. God rest his uh, his dead rotting soul. Anyway, one of the things I had to do was make sure. That I correctly used the yeah. Lippert One Touch Ground Central 3.0 electrical uh, fifth wheel stabilization oh, system. Oh, the Lippert One Touch. I oh, yeah. It. yeah, the One uh, Touch 3.0. Right, right. Usually it, it practically runs itself. And of course, it's a touch screen. And I open up the compartment. I get there. I'm all ready, set to go. We're powered up. I'm, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm about to drop the jacks and stabilize the whole thing. Yes. So I, uh, I I follow the instructions uh, very very carefully the best I can and for whatever reason the Lippert One Touch Ground Control 3.0 3.0 electric stabilization system mm-hmm. failed and I got this notification on the touchscreen that uh, it failed. Okay. Okay. So I do what anybody would do is I immediately look on YouTube to find. A way around this. Yeah, like what what the heck's going on with this thing? And uh, the error message I, I receive is something that uh, many people have received on the Lippert One Touch Ground Central uh, con- Ground Control 3.0. And uh, so I'm trying to uh, do what is being said on the uh, videos. <clears throat> Nothing doing, okay? Nothing doing. Mm-hmm. So I do the thing that you just suggested call a qualified professional qualified to help me through right so i look up the the lippert to uh, ground control 3.0 helpline mm-hmm. online and uh and i get 
I get the I get the guy on the on the phone. It took me a while on hold. Had to go through the whole system of of uh, you know press one, press two for this problem, press right. three for this problem. I finally get through, and uh, I get a guy. Now I don't remember what the guy's name is. All I know is it may have been Dick, because uh, do you ever get a guy? Uh, who is running some sort of uh, customer he- solution, technical help, who's just an arrogant jerk-off? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's moved to uh, the Lippert Company. Oh, now. okay. Well, good for him. So I tell him exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. I explain the error message I'm getting on the keypad. Yeah. And he, tell- and he decides, all right, I'm going to walk you through this. Except he's not really speaking a language that I can possibly understand. It's not a foreign language. It's a technical language. It's like if you ever speak to someone who is smarter than you or someone who knows a thing or two about electronics to the point where they only talk in ohms and volts and watts and you don't understand it. Yeah. So this this is what the guy was telling me to do. Things that I had no idea what he was telling me to do. So... I'm trying to tell him, look, you need to dumb this down for me to the very basic core of the problem. And he says, okay, but we're closing in five minutes. And uh, so we're going to have to really uh, do this quick. What? You're closing in five minutes and you can't, why did you even answer the phone? Right, right. I mean, I get it that you're supposed to be open until what did you, time did you say it was like it, three in the afternoon or something it was like that? i i think i called this guy at like 4 30 okay so and, yeah, they're probably there till five or something and right he's like oh well you know I, why'd you even answer the call just put it to put it to voicemail yeah say leave a message and yeah. we'll get back to you just as soon as we can so i so the guy was absolutely no help so i you know i was able to drop the jacks and it, it's it's sitting there, but this is one of those things that needs to be uh, rectified. And when I go back uh, to the camp at some point, I will have to deal with this because right. you need the thing to be stable. I don't understand uh, why nobody would help. It's but it, but if your job is to help somebody, yeah. you have to understand that they're calling you in a, in an hour of desperation. Nobody wants to be calling the tech guy while they're at their campsite to set up their camp. And they're certainly not going to do it with five minutes left to spare. Right? Sure. Right. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, Why like, bother picking up the phone? Yeah, just say, uh, call us back or, or call me back or, or leave a message. Or, or tell me right away, listen, I, we, unfortunately, we're closing in just a few minutes. Could we call you back tomorrow? Uh, that way I don't have to sit around for yeah. 20 minutes argue with the guy about what my problem is or try to explain to him. Even even like uh, big companies like Xfinity uh, will tell you, hey, look, we're all busy right now. You want to leave your number and we'll call you back when we're ready? Well, it's interesting you bring up the cable company because the second thing I had to do was to establish a Wi-Fi connection. Oh, no. I know. So the next morning, I got, and I don't want to say what company it is. Let's just say it's one of the big ones. Okay. okay. One of the big internet providers of all kinds of entertainment services that are electronically or digitally sent sounds like cox to me well you know it might have been anyway i uh, i go over there right mm-hmm. and i say listen i'm a a seasonal resident of such and such uh, campsite and i want to establish a wi-fi connection and he says not a problem we do this all the time so he gives all my information i gotta download an apple i'm at the store and then i get the uh, the box that I need with the wires and all that other stuff. Now, it's already an active line. 
should be just a matter of plugging things in, setting things up, yeah. and allowing it to to uh, to to load up. That never happens. Didn't happen. Yeah. Ten hours into it, it still hasn't loaded up from the box. It just says, uh, "Hello, welcome. Let's set up your your new service. Welcome to Cox." Yes. Yeah. So at that point, I had to call mm-hmm. my second uh, customer service agent of the weekend. Uh. And uh, I got a guy who said, well, yeah, boy, it looks like we're going to have to send a technician out. So uh, this weekend, I'm going to uh, meet up with a technician to establish my Wi-Fi service. All right. While at the same time, hopefully get the stabilization system, the Lippert uh, one-touch ground uh, ground control 3.0 yeah. system. Did you attach the voltmeter like it says in the, uh, in the, in the manual? No, I, I actually didn't do that. That leads to the motor leads. Uh, does the meter indicate the 12-volt DC? Uh, no, it does not okay, indicate Okay, well, if the that. no, then go to question three. If no, inspect all connections between the battery and the motor. Inspect 6A auto reset circuit breaker and use a 20-amp fuse. Yeah. Recheck as above in step one. Well, I did that. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, restrictions both... Check check for clear restrictions. You have any restrictions on the outside got, of the I camper? Got no restrictions uh, at all. Power units not functioning, right? Is all that, my all my I let my units working just fine. Well, you get all right. So then the motor not a. There's a there's a whole thing. You need to sit and immerse yourself in this entire manual. And listen, it's okay. These are first world problems, Bax. In no time, you'll be sitting out there on your lounger, I, on your deck, on your nice little deck that you have built up there in the blood, sweat, and fecal matter uh, campground that no, you yeah. go to. Yep. And uh, you're gonna have the breeze blowing on your roast beef flaps as you as you sit there and, and say, "Ah, it's good to have a camper." Yeah, I, that's all I really want—the breeze on the roast beef flaps. You're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's what I've been. That's what I've been pining for. I've just wanted to air out my busted ravioli. All I want to do is just sit here and relax. Right, but in order for me to do that, I need help from qualified professionals. And if the qualified professionals are not helpful to me, then I can only be frustrated by the result. You have a rocking chair for that thing. You should get actually. One. It's not really a rocking chair. It's yeah. like one of these uh, these fold out, you know, like soccer chairs. Oh, cool! That uh, actually kind of has a, a, a swinging seat. Oh, like a hammock esque. Yeah, thing. actually, yeah. it is. It's it's a it's a hammock. Uh, it's a hammock seat. Does that come with the camper, or is that something you purchased separately? Bought it at Costco. Oh, man. I'm yes. Gonna, yeah, I missed a sale on that one. Oh, man. Well, you know, you'll have to come up to camp sometime. Oh, I'll have to come up to camp. You got any room up there? Yeah. No. No, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's what I thought. Not. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Munson Savings Bank is a community bank. Means I was drunk yesterday. Mornings on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. <laughs> 627 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will uh, give you the weather there. I don't really feel like doing that. Nah, it's, listen, you got enough uh, you got enough on your plate right now. Uh, the keyword to cash, we're going to announce the next one after 8 o'clock this morning. We're going to do it on time for like the second day in a row. So hold on, hold on to your seat for that one. All right, I'm holding on to my seat. Are All you right. ready to laugh? I am. All right, let's do it. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock.
So a wife decides to take her husband Dave to a strip club for his birthday. Mm-hmm. It's not at any Dave we know. It's just a guy named just Dave. Just a generic Dave. They, uh, they arrive at the uh, club and the doorman says, hey, Dave, how you doing? And his wife is a little confused and asked if he's been to the club before. And he goes, oh, no, 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 honey, he's on the bowling team. And uh, when they sit down, a waitress asks Dave if he'd like his usual and brings over a Budweiser, right? Right. His wife is uh, becoming increasingly uncomfortable and says, how did she know that you drink Budweiser? Oh, she's in the ladies' bowling league, honey. We share lanes with them. And then a stripper comes over to their table, throws her arms around Dave and says, hey, Davey, want your usual table dance, big boy? (laughs) So now the wife, right? Yeah. She's like furious. She grabs the purse, storms out of the club, Dave follows her and uh, uh, spots her getting into a cab, and before she can slam the door, he jumps in beside her. He tries desperately to explain how the stripper must have mistaken him for someone else, but his wife's not having any of that. She's screaming at him at the top of her lungs, calling him every name in the book, and the cabbie turns his head and says, Looks like you picked up a real bitch tonight, Dave. Oh! Yeah! Yeah! Blowing his story out of the water. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Bond 124. Presenting Vinny Favorito Comedy Night, Wednesday, May 31st. Get your tickets at Bond 124 in Summers, Connecticut. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The suspect of a deadly shooting inside the Holyoke Mall in January has been indicted for first-degree murder in Superior Court. Kenneth Rodriguez-Santana was indicted Monday by a Hamden County grand jury in connection to the death of 33-year-old Trung Tran of West Springfield. Rodriguez-Santana was previously charged in the Holyoke District Court for murder as well as assault and battery with a dangerous weapon charges. According to the Hamden DA's office, the shooting occurred at the Touch of Beauty Hair and Nail Salon within the mall. Tram was believed to have been helping Santana Rodriguez when another person walked into the salon. A confrontation between Santana and Rodriguez and that person began, and the DA's office says it quickly escalated into a shooting. Tram was caught in the crossfire and died before he could be taken to the hospital, according to the DA's office. Two Springfield men were arrested Friday in uh, Barry, Vermont. Is it Barry? B-A-R-R-E? I believe it's Barry. Say bar. Bar, Vermont. Uh, because I'll think, I think it's, yeah. it's too easy to find a bar in Vermont. Anyway, uh, they were arrested there for allegedly trafficking heroin, fentanyl, uh, <laughs> hallucinogenic mushrooms, and prescription drugs. Following an investigation, Barry City Police ex- ex- executed a search warrant around 8 p.m. Friday night on North Seminary Street. Officers seized the following items: 54.7 grams of crack cocaine, 40, 400. I'm sorry, 414 bindles of fentanyl. Did you say bindle? I said bindle. That's what it's written as. Bindle. 414 bindles. That sounds like like an old farmer's term. How many uh, bindles of fentanyl you got? Well, I got 414 bindles. How many bindles in a bushel? Uh, Too many to count. (laughs) 2.4 grams of bulk fentanyl, 24.52 grams of hallucinogenic mushrooms, and multiple related prescription drugs. Oh, how about that? Mushrooms. A vehicle was also seized, and police have applied for another search warrant. Two men were arrested, 32-year-old Jose Cordero and 30-year-old Carlos Inostroza, both of Springfield. Both men are being held on $25,000 bail each and are scheduled to appear in Vermont Superior Court today. They have been charged with possession of trafficking fentanyl. 
possession, uh, possession and uh, sale of cocaine and all the other good, good stuff. The mushrooms thing, that's uh, that's uh, coming back again in a big way. Yeah, people are really uh, really big on the mushrooms. Cybacillin. They love that stuff. But but aren't you supposed to, and I don't, you know, I don't know enough about this to really say for sure, but aren't you supposed to be taking those things in very small doses to get the the real effect of it? Yeah, you know, I've been uh, I've been seeing people with these uh clearly they're uh, made by somebody in their kitchen. Right. But they're professional looking packages and it uh, it's like microdosed cybacillin in chocolate form. Hmm. Interesting. Like 1 to 2 milligrams here, uh you know, and it sa- it says like uh this is microdose, this is uh therapeutic and this is like going to outer space. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean, I've seen like uh, the the gummies, the, the yeah. mushroom gummies. It 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 sounds like it must taste awful. So it's kind of like that the uh, those those uh, Harry Potter jelly beans, or the yeah. one that tastes like you know fresh cut grass, and one that tastes yeah. like vomit, uh, or the other one, you know, the mushroom gummy. Right, the mushroom gummy. Um, I've been, I've been really interested to try uh, mushrooms for a long, long time. I've never tried them before, and hmm. I and I've been hearing so many therapeutic things. Obviously, I don't I don't know if you're going to get that from the uh, black market chocolate bar right. uh, being sold, but I'm really interested uh, in the way that it has said uh, it has been said that. Uh, Anxiety has been cured, or or at least manageable, well, and things like that. I'm always hesitant. Well, to, I'm when not. Someone yeah. says it, it's cured. Well, I, but it, that it has some positive effects yeah. anyway towards that. And I'm a, I'm a guy full of anxiety. Like I'm anxious all the time. Oh, you should see yourself. Um, but uh, I'm really interested in trying that. The only problem is, every time I think about like taking something like that. Mm-hmm. All I picture is Helen Hunt smashing out of the window onto the ground, and oh. telling her ah! Ah! from and that then, from that it, ABC after school yeah, special, and then her picking up the broken glass and cutting her wrist. Oh yeah, uh, with it, and then uh, and then that that moment out in the schoolyard where what happened? We're all <laughs> innocent here. <laughs> Isn't that enough? That was enough to scare the living bejesus well, out of me. About that was drugs. the whole point of it. They 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 wanted to scare you. That's the that was the whole thing. Now, to be honest, you know what you're asking, which what you're interested in, yeah, is uh, is something totally different. What you're asking is uh, you know to to uh, to drop a few and uh, and just tune out for a little bit. Microdose. Microdose. I don't want to get, uh, you know, I don't, I, as much as I want to ride a unicorn uh, through space yeah. uh, on a rocket ship, uh, right. I don't want to, uh, I, again, I have these th- this innate fear that I'm going to do something bad. Yeah. Well, what you really want to do yeah. is you want to take a bunch of mushrooms and play side one of Pink Floyd's metal, because who can blame you? Because honestly, that's a, a great... Uh, oh, I'd absolutely yeah. do that. Oh, that's great stuff. I'm trying to play it here, but for whatever reason, my internet's going very slow. Oh, yeah, listen to that. Imagine being high on mushrooms and listening to this thing all over again. See, I don't know what the experience like is being high on mushrooms, so I can't imagine it. Oh, man, you put headphones on. Yeah. Real trippy, dude. Real trippy. I wonder if it's like one of those drugs where uh, you take it and then you only get that one good high once. And then you're chasing that, yeah, you're uh, you're chasing chasing that dragon yeah. all the, for the rest of your life. I don't know. A uh, Springfield man was arrested after allegedly riding a dirt bike illegally on Friday afternoon. Around 4.40 p.m., officers saw a red dirt bike on Union Street with the rider not wearing a helmet. 
and rode a wheelie while crossing the double yellow lines on the road. As the rider, 23-year-old Michelle or Mikel uh, Perez Cruz, got off the bike dirt bike on Ashley Street, officers arrested him and seized the bike. Officers also seized crack cocaine in Perez uh, Cruz's pocket. He's charged with the following, uh, you know, drugs, motor vehicle incidents, all that stuff. The Springfield police regularly receives complaints of illegal dirt bikes or OHV. What's OHV? Off-highway um, vehicle? Operating, I don't know. I think it's OHV. Uh, you know, that's the lane that you drive in with other people. No, 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 Steve. That's the HOV. No, no, no. That's the thing that uh, like a neighborhood has in order to uh, set the rules and regulations of the neighborhood. <laughs> No, that is the, uh, uh, oh, my God, why am I blanking on that one? HOA. HOA fees, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, Home right, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, riding in the streets of Springfield in which the riders put the lives of others and themselves at risk. This would be a good class for the uh, Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. I would agree with that. Listen, uh, if you got drugs on you and you don't have a license to have the dirt bike, it might not be the best idea to start doing wheelies down the street on the double yellow line. You know, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, there's always a part of me when I see somebody uh, doing that on either a bicycle or a dirt, ba- uh, dirt bike, there's a part of me that secretly would love to open up my door and knock them off their bike. But I know that if I do that- You're going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble, that I will have committed a crime. And I am a, uh, I am a staunch, uh, you know, law-abiding citizen. You want to take out your anger, go play a good, uh, healthy round of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, right. You know, and you can do that without hurting anybody. That's so true. The ongoing construction on Route 9, coupled with multiple repaving projects, are frustrating drivers in Hadley. The Department of Public Works <clears throat> said that this construction is just the first year of a four-year project on Route 9, <sighs> and drivers uh, 22 News spoke to are already tired of it. Year after year, whether it was the bridge being done, then the section down by the malls, then this section... Uh, this guy uh, from Southampton said he uh, told he said that the construction feels like it's never ending. On Monday, Nicholas went to Wanzig Nursery, but uh, what should have been a quick, easy drive is now a frustrating ride on a convoluted route. Right now, they're paving this side, and you can't come this way. You can't come from the center of Hadley, and even coming in, it's down to one lane. So if you're in the wrong lane, you can make the turn to the left. So I had to turn around and come back. For some people that live in the area, they said they have been uh, doing everything they can to avoid Route 9 for years. <laughs> uh, for those who haven't found another reliable route to avoid the construction, though, uh, the frustration persists. Listen, it sucks, but it has to be done. It, their project, like, those, it's it's not just a road construction project. I believe that they're putting in all new, like, piping and stuff as they well, as they go you got to consider the fact that route 9 is one of the busiest uh you know roads in all of western mass yeah with especially the, in that area with all the businesses that are out there with umass down the street you know to get into amherst you know that route 9 is an overused <laughs> under-maintained piece of uh, road and you're right i mean it has it has to be done at some point and there's no way of doing that without inconveniencing a bunch of people. The fact it's going to take, what, four years, you said? Yeah. Four years? All right, that's a... Well, three more after this year. <clears throat> that's a little long. But nevertheless, you know, what are you going to do? I think I was... Uh, I can't remember what month. I think it was October. It was last October that I had to drive that northern part of the state. Yeah. So I took Route 9, 
and it was fine all the way up until I got to Hadley, and it was it was like an extra twenty five minutes driving through that mess. <laughs> Because, but but listen, I, as much as it sucks, like I said, it has to be done. So yeah. I don't know what your alternative is. The uh, first uh, community uh, meet and greet to, to meet the five interim superintendent candidates was held mo- uh, Monday evening at East Hampton High School. Four external candidates will be interviewed by the superintendent search committee as agreed earlier this month. The four candidates are Roland J. Joyle, Jr., Ooh, I like that name. Roland J. Joyle? Roland J. Joyle Jr. Rolling down the river. Rolling. Rolling. Rolling down the river. Rolling down the river. Executive Director of Lower Pioneer Valley Educational Collaborative in West Springfield, Maureen F. Beninda, Interim Superintendent at Quaybog Regional School District, Marlene DeLeo, Superintendent at Ware Public Schools, and Mary Jane Rickson, uh, principal of Murdoch High School in Winchenden. Winchenden. Is it Winchenden? I thought it was Win- uh, Winchenden. Ah, I don't know. Who uh, cares? Listen, they're all they're they're all uh, interim candidates, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're not settled on anybody. We're not. No. Uh, we're not doing anything uh, per se. Just saying. Then they decided on May 16th to interview a fifth candidate. This internal candidate is Sarah Mochak, the district's director of special, special education. It was Maureen Biendinida, that uh, current interim superintendent of Quaybog School District, uh, who the public first met. Her current interim superintendent position ends on June 30th. In her pre- uh, present position, she states in her cover letter to the committee that she supervises and manages the daily operation of 1,200 students and 200 staff. And prior to serving, they go on to say what she did. She's very qualified. I'll I'll just. They're all to, qualified. I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version of yeah. the uh, superintendent search. So uh, there is like a, there's a recall uh, vote or, or they're, they've gathered enough signatures to, to recall, recall the, chairperson. The, the chairperson of the, uh, of the East Hampton School Committee. You know, I've been seeing some arguments back and forth online. Like, is this even really worth it? Because the election is in November. And then by the time you get the recall signatures ready to go, you're now forcing a recall vote. Well, remember we talked about this. I asked, you know, is this when they vote for school committee, are they they staggered? Like, for example, is, is her seat up? I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> because if it's not, then you know, then then, then you, the signatures would would be would would matter. But if she's going to be running for a re-election, yeah, then it, it's not necessarily uh, necessary because you've got an election where you can choose to either you know vote out, vote in, or vote out. I think this is more of like a, a symbolic thing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you know, people are like, oh, you're going to waste money on a recall election. I highly doubt you're going to get all of the required signatures that you need for that. You you might, but I mean, ultimately, it's not going to matter much if you know. Here it is. It's the end, almost end end of the school year, right? And you're talking about a November election. Yeah, it's only six months it's, away. To so. me, it's a it's an indicator of the confidence that the town has. In, in her abilities. And right now, they're not looking so hot. And that's why I said it's more symbolic than anything yeah. that you're just trying to uh, show. Uh, but, uh, hey, it's going to be a tough time for uh, Cindy Kwasinski up there. Oh, yes. Yeah. That lady's going to have difficulties. I imagine it's difficult for her now. 
I'm sure there are people around town that uh, you know formulated their opinions that aren't too happy about things. No, they're probably not. Uh, but you know what? You just got to let the process play out. To be honest, the people that I know in East Hampton mm-hmm. are kind of embarrassed by this whole thing and they're are all, angry and, and are angry about it. And that's why it, it like when I'm watching comments on social media. And I see, I was like, okay, I think you're part of a smaller group that supports this behavior that, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the people that will support yeah. somebody in a, in a controversial situation like this are yeah. typically people that either know that person yeah. or they're from the outside of the area and have no idea what's really going on. But, you know, this is a town resident. They're bound to know people. They're bound to have friends. They're bound to have yeah. family. Well, she yep. doesn't even live there. She doesn't? She lives in Hatfield. And she's on the school committee. Yeah. So there's no, well, residen- well, maybe there's no she, residential maybe requirement? Maybe she works in Hatfield and lives, maybe she lives in East Hampton. I think you have to be, maybe you have to be on the, you have to live in the town, right, probably? I would think being in the school committee, you know, residency would probably right. be somewhat required. Listen, don't take anything I say. I'm, I'm full of I'm not listening. Time. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 78. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. A cigar gives a man that masterful feel. The big bonk. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 655 and Steely Dan with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 78. Looking at 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, check out the daily podcast after the show to get posted just after 10 o'clock. That way, if you miss anything that you hear on the show or didn't hear on the show, you can always go back and review. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is Richie Faulkner, the guitar player from Judas Priest. Uh, amazing story of a guy who nearly died on stage back in 2021 with a, a massive aortic dissection. He gets back on stage uh, very, very quickly. He's got a brand new band. Elegant Weapons, and uh, we'll talk about more about what's going on with Judas Priest. And uh, you'll be able to hear that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, You should yeah. start the uh, the, ca- the podcast with that. Yeah, except I would have to pay the licensing fee to to, uh, to play that song. You know, that's so stupid. It's just a sample of the song. You're not playing the whole thing. You're not selling anything. You're not making any yeah. money well, off of it. it there, there's this uh, there's this thing, <laughs> and you know, we don't have time to get into the, the nuts and bolts of this, but there's something known as fair use. No, I get that. <clears throat> yeah. And fair use is a bunch of baloney. There is no such thing as really fair use when it comes to copywritten material. It's actually unfair use. It is, because yeah. it would make all the sense in the world for me to play just a snippet, but I can't. Our uh, our, uh, our buddy, the Hawkman, sent us a post this morning yeah. on uh, on Facebook, uh, from shared from Russo's Lakeside Seafood and Steakhouse, LLC. That's out in Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, cash reward to anyone with information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible for breaking in and robbing our restaurant early this morning. This must have happened yesterday. Between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. and a large safe and other items were taken. Please call the Palmer Police Department with any information. And then they put this uh, little video up of this uh, scumbag going through and, uh, you know, ransacking the yeah, place. It's like, uh, yeah, what, what, what gets into someone's head? Nice place like Russo's. Yeah. And what are you, what are you looking to get? We're going to get steaks, uh, seafood while you're there, maybe some napkins. I used to uh, drink underage at this place years ago. I'm uh, I'm embarrassed to say I've never been to Russo's. Um, I had a, 
I had an experience with with a buddy of mine who was a, who was a little bit older than me, and uh, I met him in college. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he would take me around to all of these bars out in the Palmer area. Right. And I was like nineteen or twenty, uh-huh. and uh, we we, he, we would go in, and, and nobody would ask for my ID because he he was older, he looked a little older, right? And then uh, so nobody questioned, and I would just you know order drinks, and one of these was this one. The other place we went to was the Thorndike Lounge. Ooh, nice joint. <clears throat> and that place, you know, it, beer it, it was one of those places where okay, we you can go sing karaoke and get a beer or a whiskey. It was that kind of place. <laughs> and then uh, one time I took uh, I took uh, the girl I was dating at the time to that place, you know, at, at, to the to the Thorndike Lounge. Right. And she was underage as well. Okay. And uh, she says, I said, what do you want to drink? And she said, a Long Island iced tea, right? <laughs> so I asked this <laughs> lady behind the bar at the Thorndike Lounge. Yeah. I said, uh, yeah, I have a Long Island iced tea. And she goes, what's in it? And you know because they don't make those there. Of course they, not. Jaeger bombs and 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 you know just the boiler maker, beer, right? Boiler makers. So uh, I said, oh, I said, well, it's vodka, rum, triple. You know, I named the ingredients, but I left out the Coke part. So all of a sudden, it's just this giant glass, clear glass of liquor, <laughs> like on the thing. And I said, hey, look, you know what? You're gonna get blasted <laughs> off of this thing. Not even Coke for color, just pure, uh, clear liquor. Man, those were some good times. Years ago, uh, we're out to dinner and uh, with some friends of ours, and uh, the guy uh, orders a Long Island iced tea. Yeah. And all I can think of in my head is, what are you, 21? Who, no. What adult, what adult male at your age orders a Long Island iced tea? That's a drink. No. That's a drink for rookies with nothing else to spend. No. It's an alcoholic. Because exactly. Because there's so much booze in it. You got to, if you're, when, when you're under the mindset of an addict, what is the fastest way I can get blasted in a place like this? A and Long that's, Island iced tea. Is probably the best way to do that. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're in a nice place and you're ordering the Long Island iced tea? I couldn't believe it. Crazy. Yeah. That's something I would have done at the age of 20 or 19 or uh, 21. But now in my 50s, the idea of having a Long Island iced tea, no thank you. Any of that stuff. No, any any of that stuff is just like gross at this point. It's 7 o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tonight is game four of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. The winner of tonight's game will either force the series to a game five or... They'll be uh, there to face the team, uh, face uh, the Denver Nuggets, who eliminated LeBron James and the Lakers last night in their four-game sweep. Right now, the Celtics are looking to recover from one of the worst performances that any of us can ever remember, losing Game 3 to the Heat by 26 points. And now, they're on the brink of elimination after appearing to suffer from a crushing loss of direction and a staggering evaporation of motivation. Just nine days ago, this was a team that was the odds-on favorite to win the NBA Finals after Jason Tatum blew things up with a 51-point performance against Philadelphia. Tonight, we're looking at a game where everybody in the Commonwealth is bracing themselves for another hapless Celtics performance. Why is all this happening? Well, many reasons. 
Maybe because it appears the, the Celtics have given up. Maybe it's because Joe Mazzulla has done some really stupid stuff at really stupid times. It's, and it's making his team worse. Or maybe, just maybe, the Celtics uh, is, is a team that was so sensational all season long isn't nearly as good as we thought. Or perhaps Miami is just better than we thought they, they were. Now, in my opinion, the reason why the Celtics are playing like garbage is really quite simple. At the end of each side of the basketball court, there is a hoop suspended 10 feet in the air with a bunch of ropes hanging down below it. This is where the basketball is supposed to go. It is your job to take the ball and place it through that hoop without allowing the other team to stop you or to place the same ball into their hoop on the other side of the court. I know that's complicated, but that is the primary way the Celtics are gonna get out of this. And they would have to do it four games in a row. Personally, I'm not holding my breath, but that's ultimately what needs to happen, and that's what needs to happen starting now. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Ego Trimmer Blower Combo Kit is a $300 beauty at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at that great deal on the Rocky's printed flyer. You can pick one up at the store or check out those deals on the Rocky's website or the Rocky's app. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 714 in the Jay Giles Band with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 75 today. Tomorrow, rainy and a high of 78. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. We uh, talked about that uh, the traffic situation in West Springfield. 91 northbound. Uh, there's a crash uh, just pat- past exit 10A and 10B in West Springfield. State police have closed the left-hand lane of traffic uh, in that area. You can expect some slowdowns for a good period of time, so be aware of that. Yeah, that's going to be uh, tied up for quite some time uh, right now. But in the meantime, uh, if you're stuck in traffic, uh, how about a little uh, taste of M.I. the A-hole? Is there another way we could phrase that? A taste of it? Yeah, like uh, here's another round of uh, M.I. the A-hole. Another segment. Yeah, okay. Another segment. Yeah, th- I, I feel so much. Another edition. I feel better about that, not, yeah. Not a taste of. Not a, not a taste, yeah. not a whiff, nothing like that. Just <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Another round of Am I the A-Hole? I will choose my words more carefully next time, Bex. Terrific. All right. Uh, am I the A-Hole for embarrassing a plus-sized passenger on a flight? I, 19 female, just got off of a flight from Las Vegas to New York. My assigned seat was a middle seat, and both people next to me were plus-sized. I wouldn't have any problem with this in any other situation, but plane seats are terribly small, and neither of my neighbors were able to fit comfortably in their seats. On either side of me, my seat neighbor's shoulder was on top of mine, and their thigh was on top of mine as well. It was a pretty long flight, and it was kind of uncomfortable, so about an hour and a half through, I walked up to the flight attendant and explained the situation as privately and gently as I could, and I asked if there was any other available seat. She managed to find a seat five rows behind me that I could sit in. Getting my bag and moving was pretty awkward, but the rest of the flight went fine. After I got off, though, the woman I was previously sitting next to uh, was there waiting for me. She essentially told me that I had embarrassed her and the other man and that traveling while plus-sized is hard enough without people treating fatness like a contagious disease. She also said that I made it a public demonstration to everyone that plus-sized passengers are an inconvenience and opened the door to fatphobia on flights. (laughs) 
I really didn't mean for it to come across that way, but I can understand how it did, and everyone on the flight saw me move. So now I'm wondering whether I should have just stuck it out. It wasn't like I was being suffocated or anything, so am I the a-hole? I don't... Uh, (laughs) Yo, go ahead. I'm just saying, not knowing the other side of the story, you know, this person... You're only getting one version of this. Right. She's saying that she privately told this flight attendant and then move the bag. Well, how would anybody know why she moved the seat? So she must have been audible enough. I would you know what I I think you're right. There's a, there's a couple of missing details here. You know, how was this presented to the flight attendant? You know, and and was it within earshot? Listen, of, of the two of the two heavy sized people in, in that seat. I'm sitting in uh, row seventeen with these two tubbies. Is there any way for you to move me? Ah, listen, uh, these two big fat bags of tub are sitting right next to me, and they're rubbing their bodies accidentally against mine. Is there any way that they could either be thrown off the plane, or I could get another seat? You know, I I, I kind of feel that like this is made up. On, wait a minute. Yeah, on Reddit, I, well, I, I will not. Internet, I will not have you uh, besmirch the reputation of Reddit. Well, because I, if she's only saying that again, that she didn't make any public displays, then how did those two people know about that? Yeah, I know. I don't. See, I just know, don't get it. I'm. A, I've been. A, I don't know if you ever noticed. I've had. Uh, I've struggled with uh, weight for most of my adult life. What? I swear it's true. I know. I try to hide it very well, but I do. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not always comfortable in an airplane seat. It's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. They're not really designed, unless you're going first class, they're not really designed for people like you and me. But having said that, if I'm in a position where I have to be uncomfortable sitting next to an individual, I'll just mind my own business and try not to be, you know, infringing upon somebody else's space unnecessarily. Right. Because sometimes you just, you just can't help it if you're fighting over the armrest or right or whatever but you know i i try not to make a i try not to make it difficult than anybody else any more than i'm making it difficult on me because i'm pretty sure if you're if they're touching you the thin person they're not really happy about it either they don't want to be touching you no they don't you ever see the kind of people who travel yeah it's disgusting uh, it, it is disgusting i remember my my uh on the last flight remember i told you about the 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 the, the the trouble we had taken off because somebody had a lap a kid in their lap and right. whatever. Uh, my my kid had to sit next to this like really really big guy. Yeah, and it was you know she's a kid, so it wasn't that bad. But still, like you like you said, you're touching the other person unnecessarily. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's it's kind of a creepy situation, I think. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's the but airline. You but you know, you're right. The airline. It's not their their fault. I mean, you're. They're seating you where they can seat you. Well, ultimately, it is the airline's fault for not making the seats big enough. You know, you talk about how obese America is, yet we keep lowering the amount of inches of space that we have on an airplane to add another row. Right. You know, they did that a few years ago. Remember, there was like four more inches, and they figured if they move all the seats back four inches, then they could have another row. About, uh, I don't know, say like 50, 60 pounds ago, I was on a flight. Where this and I don't even remember what the airline it was. I mean, it was not a, it was not a very reputable airline at the time. I actually had to sit on like on my right side of my hip, Ooh. because 
I couldn't get my ass into the seat. And I wasn't, you know, I was lighter than I am now. Yeah. But I couldn't. I yeah, couldn't get into the seat. Listen, it's not comfortable. It's yeah. It's not comfortable for a, a person probably bigger than 200 pounds. Which is nearly everybody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, moving on to another one. Would I, would I be the a-hole for continuing to set off my car horn every time I see my neighbor take a picture of my car? The whole thing is so dumb, but I'm thinking that maybe I'm being too petty or something, and I wanted to get other people's uh, perspective on it. I, 22 female, have a cute little Volkswagen that my grandfather gave me when I got my license at 20. I know that's a little late, uh, but I fear I had a fear of driving and just kept putting it off until I had no choice to learn. The, to celebrate, Granddad bought an O2 Beetle from one of his friends and fixed it up for me. Well, that's a nice That's nice. Car. He runs an auto shop, so we were able to get it painted my favorite color, too, which I'm really happy about. It's adorable and pink, and I love it so much, and I'll probably never sell it when it doesn't run anymore. No one has ever really had an issue with my car. The most I get is people telling me how cute it is. However, my neighbor hates it. She came over about a week after I moved in with my roommates and told me that my car was an eyesore and messed with the curb appeal of the neighborhood. I said I was sorry she felt that way, but I didn't know exactly what she expected me to do about it. She asked that I park it in the garage, but I can't do that because it's a one-car garage between the three people I live with in the house. Two of us drive. It's the one that parks in the garage, works from home, so it wouldn't make sense for me to take that spot since they have to move their car every time I'd have to go to work. <laughs> I thought that was the end of it, but then she sent a complaint to the Homeowners Association. When that didn't work, she started posting on the neighborhood app, making up reasons to get upset with the, quote, loud college kids across the way. And lately it's just been her coming outside to take pictures of my car after I park it in the driveway. Now when I catch her doing it, I press the key fob so the horn honks. <laughs> the first few times it scared her, but now it just uh, ticks her off enough to make her storm back in her house. I did it again today when I got home from work and saw her, and she ended up leaving a note in our mailbox saying that I was being childish and disruptive and she was going to report me for targeted harassment. I'm not too worried about that last part, but my roommates think that I have made it worse by honking the horn, and then since she's not really bothering me by taking pictures, I'm being a little childish in my response. So am I the a-hole? Yeah, but you know what? The the person who's having a problem with your car because of the color is, is, a, is a bigger a-hole. Yeah, you know, that's... It's an a-hole thing to do. But I'm all about passive aggressiveness. No, I get it. In a I, way that, uh, hey, listen, I'm going to make your life a living hell if yeah. you're going to keep uh, trying to harass me for something. And I get that. And that makes sense to me. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, you're only making it worse by overreacting to them. True. Because the real a-hole here is the person that thinks that your car is damaging the the uh, the value of the neighborhood. That's That's not happening you know what she should do what get a train horn installed inside that oh yeah you know? that'd be cool yeah, yeah. scare the living bejesus out of that that'd lady. be great uh well there you go that's uh am i the a hole it's 724 with bax and nagel on rock 102 731 with bax and nagel on rock 102 it's time for news here's Lo- and it's brought to you by gary rome hyundai gary rome uh, you get to go to Gary Rome today and get zero percent financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, thank God! EverSource customers in Western Massachusetts could see a roughly fifty-eight dollar a month drop in electric bills this summer. Yeah. yeah. 
It's going to be a party! All taking effect on July 1st. Customers on the utilities basic service rate could see that decline in monthly bills. Eversource said on Monday, uh, it said it approved by this, if approved by the State Department of Public Utilities, like they're not going to approve something that's going down. Yeah, I don't know. The new rate for residential com- customers will change uh, from 21.99 cents per kilowatt hour to 14.85 cents per kilowatt hour. Uh, last summer, the rate was 15.4 cents per kilowatt hour. Oh, it's lower than last summer. Well, you know, uh, weren't they just talking about jacking those prices up not too long ago? They did. Remember <laughs> the winter time? Like, yeah. Everybody was Paying up the wazoo. So let me ask you this. When, we, when it comes to determining where the threshold lands for the wazoo, mm-hmm. okay, how high did they jump things up? Uh, a lot higher than that edible I took when I read the news that they were jacking the electricity yeah. rates up. So here's yeah. my here's my, my point. If if they decide to, to jack up the price... Mm-hmm. By like seventy five bucks, and here they are on uh, May twenty third. We're gonna save you fifty seven bucks. Mm-hmm. They're still up a few bucks. They are still up a few bucks. It's a, it's like a, it's like a Ponzi. They're not a Ponzi game. It's like a, it's like a, it's like that the, the shell game. Shell game. Thank yeah, you very you much. You're like welcome. a shell game. Yeah. It's like, well, they're still making more money than they need to. Uh, uh, on our usage, but they're making us think we're getting a great deal. <clears throat> you know what this is? This is uh, this is like I call it number effing. It's yes. basically, hey, yeah, we're gonna give you a discount here, and then come come December, they're like, well, we underestimated our cost, and now we're gonna jack it up by twice as much as what we let you have a break on. Hmm. See now, now, yeah. and then there's going to be plenty of us that we're going to say, Whew, "Well, thank God they're cutting us a deal." But yeah. they're they're not cutting you any deal. They they're still they're still uh, jacking you, jacking you. Yeah, I don't like getting, getting jacked. I don't like getting jacked by the utilities either. No well, more jacking. One uh, person was seriously injured in a shooting Monday afternoon in the Bay neighborhood of Springfield. The victim was brought to Mercy Medical Center in a private vehicle after the shooting. He was later transferred to Bay State Medical Center by ambulance. Uh, the shooting took place at about 3.20 p.m. near the intersection of Acorn and Sycamore Streets. Police responding to the shot spotter activation located the scene uh, and soon after were told that the victim had been admitted to the hospital. The detective unit is investigating the crime and is asking anyone who has any information about it or caught any suspicious activity on home cameras to call them. Information can be sent anonymously through the text-to-tip system. Uh, this is the second shooting in three days. Police responded to a shot spotter activation at about 11.45 p.m. on Friday on Sackham Street uh, and found two people who had hit, been hit by gunfire. One victim suffered serious injuries, and the second is recovering from wounds that are non-life-threatening. A lot of shoot, shoot, shooting going on. No kidding. Uh, MGM Springfield is installing more railings in a security station near its South End Market Food Court in a continuing battle to keep anyone under the age of 21 off the casino floor. The casino might make also uh, more changes... <clears throat> Excuse me, to the, uh, the wide open layout, which uh, with its many access points to downtown, executives told state gaming regulators on Monday, but designers are still working out the fire safety access uh, complications. The new barriers are going up in the next week to 10 days. The Mass Gaming Commission was fined 
uh, the Mass Gaming Commission fined MGM Springfield $45,000 on Monday as a result of multiple incidents resulting in people under the age of 21 having access to the gaming floor. We appreciate that MGM Springfield self-reported many of these instances and their going uh, and their ongoing cooperation to put enhanced practices into place to prevent similar incidents in the future, said Kathleen Kramer, the commissioner's senior enforcement counsel. The commission's investigation and enforcement bureau will continue to monitor MGM Springfield's compliance and new remedial steps. The fine stems from incidents between June and December of 2022. MGM Springfield agreed to pay the penalty, uh, the commission said. So it turned out, uh, let's see, 115 incidents. They were minors intercepted and prevented from gambling. Another actually, another 12 actually made a bet. Really? Yeah. So they somehow uh, either hopped the fence or went below the fence or had some sort of uh, fake ID of the ID checkpoint and got in? Yeah. I don't know if it was fake. I don't know. One 19-year-old was in the gaming area for an hour and 25 minutes before she, in violation of state gaming law, pressed the button to cash out her father's ticket. Oh, well, that's uh, that's still not right. One youngster uh, was intercepted after about eight seconds. Is he a, a kid bringing in his piggy bank? To the- <laughs> Where are you going with that, son? Going to try to win back my milk money. <laughs> and- I need a new bag, uh, a backpack. Chasing that high, man. You know, uh, listen, I, when we were down there the last time, my wife and I, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had to go through that checkpoint, right? We had to, you know, prove that we were over 21. I had an easier time because it's quite clear I'm no longer 21. And, uh, and everybody who was below age was outside that 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 roped in area. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's not really you know not for nothing, but apart from the movie theater and uh and and tap and uh, some of the restaurants and some of the other fun things there are to do there, it's really not a place for kids. They should make a like Mohegan and uh, Foxwoods have the kids zones, don't they? Yeah. Don't they have a daycare center, I believe, in Mohegan Sun? Yeah, because, you know, I mean, a casino is the best place to raise your kids. Well, at least they have a daycare center down there. <laughs> we should open up uh, yeah. an early childhood education center right on the corner there. Like a good magnet school would be perfect there. So they can, you know, have some sort of curriculum-based activities. Remember Big Y used to have the thing in certain stores where you could- They let, had one right up here in town. Where East you could Lombard. let you watch the, the kids uh, yeah. for a while? Yeah. You know, you weren't allowed to leave the store. Yeah, I heard that. You yeah, know, yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute! What if I want to? What if I want to leave my kid here and then go head on over to the bar next door, have a few pops, uh, then come back in, grab my eggs and milk, and then pick up my kid and yeah. go home? How about how about if I leave my kids here in the in the uh, in the yeah. kid place, and then I go to like, uh, well, I mean, let's go. I say I have a couple of scorpion bowls at Tows right behind the big oh, Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I should be back in, I don't know, say an hour. Hour and a half tops. That wouldn't be a bad idea. My kids aren't going to want to drink us from a scorpion bowl. Why not? They're underage. Yeah, but uh, the best part is the middle. <laughs> it's like giving a kid a lemon for the first time. Yeah, it is. Let's give you 151 rum and see how you handle that. <laughs> Does your lips pucker up just like the lemon?
It's not going to be your mouth that puckers up. Oh, I put a hole in my esophagus, and I'm only seven. <laughs> I, I've had less birthdays than I've had 12 steps. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the age of the step I'm at now. I'm on step eight. No, or step yeah. nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm step, I'm nine. step I'm nine. I'm making amends at nine years old. Be bopping step nine and all over town. <laughs> the uh, state's highest court issued a ruling Monday that protects the identity of a con- confidential informant working with the Springfield Police Department's Firearms Investigation Unit. The SJC issued a nine-page ruling. Nine pages? I don't remember getting a ruling for nine pages. I only saw seven. Uh, ruling during uh, overturning a decision by a judge in a lower court to reveal the informant in the case of a Springfield drug defendant, Jonathan Gandia. He's being prosec- uh, prosecuted in the Springfield District Court for alleged drug distribution in a high-crime area of the city back in 2021. Gandia's attorney was seeking out the informant as part of his defense, the high court noted. State prosecutors pushed back, arguing there should be a higher bar when making decisions to expose a police informant's identity. First, the Commonwealth properly asserted the informant privilege where it raised sufficient concern for the safety of the informant should his or her identity be disclosed, the court's ruling leads. It asserted that revealing the identity of the informant would have a chilling effect on such informants in other cases, making it unlikely they would continue to participate in investigations. Of course it would. I yeah. mean, I guess it's a long, I mean, it's probably one of them long shots by a lawyer going, all right, well, let's uh, give it a shot and see if we can get the identity revealed to this person. Yeah, but that uh, that makes it impossible to have a good informer. Uh, in this informer. I'm trying so yeah. damn hard to get that song right now. In this instant, uh, Gandia was identified as allegedly dealing crack cocaine in the area of temples and school streets, a notorious open-air drug bazaar. Ooh, a drug bazaar. You ever go to the drug bazaar down at the church? Uh, no. I, I usually make sure my drugs are not so bizarre. Ooh, look, we made snowmen out of cocaine bags. <laughs> It's the, it's, oh, what are you uh, doing? I don't know. Whoa, I, don't get, I don't know, but well, for whatever reason, I can't play Informer by That's snow. The internet sucks down here today. That's oh, it's what bad. The, uh, thing in it. Yeah, you, you have the, uh, the the church bazaar, the drug church drug bazaar. <laughs> Let's raise money for the uh, the church by yeah. holding the drug bazaar. Oh, God, well, well, here are here are raffle winners. Uh, we will be identifying you by name. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Steve Nagel, oh, Informer Steve Nagel. I'm here. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Informer Dan Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please come up and grab your prize. The informant had uh, built credibility with the firearms unit by exposing drug dealers before, resulting in seizures of drugs and large cash hauls. Yeah, you don't want to uh, really kind of identify those folks if that's the one that's helping you in the investigation find these other Especially if, you know, in people. some cases, the informers are really the only people willing to help you because, you know, neighbors and eyewitnesses aren't always that willing to help. No, they are not. They don't like helping sometimes. Yeah, because they saw nothing. See? Well, I I don't really blame people sometimes for not wanting to say anything. Yeah. Because if, if somebody sees you, like, talking to the cops, like... That's that's not a good thing in a neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like if you're, oh, well, you were th- talking to the cops and I heard you saying something. I think the police department would argue that, but uh, the reality is there are plenty of people that like exacting revenge on a dude that, that can't stop shutting his big fat trap. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. You know, when you when you hear about the no, the witness was being uncooperative, 
Probably because they don't want to get their ass kicked. Yeah, because they're they're afraid of what might happen if they start yapping. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and 75. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 78. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 748 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, sunny and 75 today. Uh, tomorrow, rainy with a high of 70. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. There is uh, still a traffic backup on I-91 northbound just after exits 10A and 10B, which is West Springfield. Uh, that It's a pretty serious accident. Traffic's backed up for for quite a distance. So just avoid I-91 north if you can. Uh, join Steve Nagel on the Rock 102 Road Crew this Friday. From uh, from seven to nine at uh, the Free Music Friday concert series yeah. at the Plaza at MGM, they are back and uh, the first the first one out of the gate, Brian Damage, a tribute to uh, Pink Freud, Pink Freud, Pink Freud with Brian Damage, yes, yeah. with Brian Damage. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's Brain Damage, and it's a tribute to Pink Floyd. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win all kinds of great Rock 102 prizes. That's this Friday, seven to nine at the Plaza. At MGM with Steve Nagel and the Rock 102 Road Crew from Springfield Classic Rock. All right, now that you heard brine damage, how about you hear this? Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. You see, the reason why that was hilarious is uh, the other day we played a clip from Sierra Speller who yeah. called it Brian Damage. Well, there was a couple of them, uh, Brian Damage and then Aquanet. <laughs> Which I said was Native American for uh, hairspray. For hairspray. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. You ever heard that before? <laughs> no. Only, only once you said it. Uh, here's a, here's a, just at for random purposes. Here's somebody's pet cockatiel showing off some mad beatboxing skills. These things are pretty talented. Yeah. You know, um, how long is this going? Four more seconds. Four seconds. Four seconds. There you go. That's over. That's a very talented yeah. cockatiel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Do you ever have a cockatiel? I never had one squeak like that. Do you ever have a cockatoo or a cockatree? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just the teal. Uh, here's uh, something scary. A Florida man was surprised when he found an iguana hissing at him from inside of his toilet. Here's John Riddle talking about these situations. He was uh, splashing and hissing at me. I was scared. I'm not a reptile fan. That's when it turned around and opened its mouth. And that's all I needed to see to, like, back off for a minute and figure out what was going on. I was trying to work up the nerve to grab him and throw him out. Before I did that, he crawled out and crawled like behind the toilet. <laughs> and that's when I grabbed the strainer and shoot him out. What a selfish little jerk this guy is. Imagine, imagine it from the, from the, uh, the lizard's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, 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 I'm swimming in this. What are you doing? Yeah. Why is Black Hole Sun playing as, uh, <laughs> as, a, as, there's suddenly a lunar eclipse. Yeah. yeah. All I see, all I see is a lost moon. Oh, I see a, I see a rusty sheriff's badge. Is that man in law enforcement? 
<laughs> yeah, this happened uh, not in Iguana, but uh, my late wife, when we were visiting my mother one time yeah. down in Florida, uh, she, uh, she went to the bathroom and we're sitting out on the lanai. That's what they call it down there. The lanai, which right. is a patio in most places. Uh, and all of a sudden we hear this ah! scream. <laughs> She had gone to go sit on the toilet, and there was this giant frog in the toilet. It co- they come up through the drain pipes in the sewers. What the hell is this? Well, you think about, like, reptiles and all that stuff in Florida. Yeah. Like, it's pretty likely that, you know, you'd probably, you might even get a python through those uh, through those pipes. You never know. I can see one going down the pipes, but well, coming up, that's a, that's a different story. Well, uh, you know. You don't want to. You don't want to deal with that. Yeah, that I don't, but I, that's scary. No, I, don't I don't want anything in my toilet. Uh, a Canadian cyclist ended up hurt after hitting a bear with his bike, and then minutes later, the bear came back. Here's Kevin Milner talking about the uh, what happened. I always thought, like you know, maybe one day I'd hit a deer, right? Never thought it'd be a bear. He starts running across the road, and I just smacked right into him, and then went flying right over top of him. He's kind of looking over at us. He's he's sniffing at the air. He's just kind of kind of curious. And then Sam started yelling at the bear, just trying to scare him off. Oh yeah, Kevin yeah. ended up with a broken shoulder blade and road rash from the condition. Yeah. Um. Bears know how to ride bicycles. I've seen them do it in circuses and stuff. It's actually yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, do. not competitively. I mean, they probably, probably couldn't win a race. There was a story out of uh, Connecticut uh, from WFSB uh, yeah. that showed, uh, I think it was Plymouth, Connecticut, that uh, showed a uh, a bear, two bears, a mom and a cub, and the cub is pushing over a grill in somebody's backyard, but they have the still shot, Yeah, and it's just like... It almost looks like a little person in a bear suit because the bear is like looking at the camera like, oh, man, I just got caught. (laughs) I just I really enjoy videos of bears doing human things like swimming in pools and things like that. I think that's funny. Bears are hilarious. They are hilarious. I mean, you wouldn't want to encounter one. No, I mean, you uh, wouldn't want one ripping your flesh off your body. But I mean, other than that, they're adorable to look at from afar. They absolutely are. And uh, another animal story. What is two two amateur two? Uh, what is this amateur hour? Yeah, it's very much amateur hour. A uh, it's actually amateur four hours is what this. That's is. that's so true. A Philly groom and his Labrador are gaining pop- popularity after performing a father dog turd dance at the groom's wedding. Here are Rosie the dog and Ben Flores the groom dancing to Abba's Dancing Queen at the wedding. Yes, come on. Come on, applause, everybody. She looks like she absolutely loves it. All right. One more time for Ben. Ben, Rosie. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Be that way. If you want to do that. <laughs> the father dogged her dance. Yeah, no, it's all right. Really? Yeah, this well, isn't. I realize it's a very special day, but. No one needs to see this. Why wouldn't you pick a different father dog to dance song other than uh, Dancing Queen? What about, like, The Bitch is Back? Yeah, well, or, because uh, The Dancing Queen makes everybody want to dance. The yeah. Bitch is Back just makes everybody want to sit down. Or uh, wasn't that song by uh, Axl Rose, I Used to Love Her, But I Had to Kill Her? Wasn't yeah. that about a dog? That's not really a dance song, though. But it was about a dog. I don't know if it was. What about Who Let the Dogs Out? Yeah, well, that's it, it's danceable. These people have no imagination they whatsoever. They don't. No. Uh, 
Uh, again, uh, to give you a traffic update on uh, I-91 North, there is a major accident there at exit 10A and 10B just past that. So uh, between West Springfield and Holyoke, traffic is backed up way far. So make sure you take Route 5 or some other alternative route. Uh, it is 7.55, and that is Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102.1. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, allow me to make the following inflammatory statement. The NFL are a bunch of jerks. There. I said it. And based upon their decisions over the last 24 hours, I mean it too. As a football fan, it's your job to watch football games. And when you do, you often know when that game is going to be played and when. This is why the NFL has a schedule to let you know, the loyal fan, how to adjust your schedule to accommodate their schedule. This allows you to do a certain number of things. For example, you could buy tickets, or you throw a small gathering of like-minded fans, or you could allow uh, yourself to watch the game at a nearby establishment, such as a bar or a restaurant. Well, that's all very well and good. But when it comes right down to respecting your plans and best intentions, the NFL has other priorities. Yesterday, the NFL owners approved a limited plan that would allow them to flex a limited number of late-season Sunday afternoon games and then reschedule them to air on Thursday night on Amazon Prime. 24 of the 32 NFL owners approved the plan setting into place for this upcoming season. Now that's fine if you're not making any plans to buy tickets or if you don't have work to go to the following day. But many of us do. And the idea of having an arbitrary change in the schedule for the purposes of fluffing up the league's numbers on Amazon Prime does not feel like an appropriate consideration of my very valuable time. What it does feel like is the NFL aggressively abusing my loyalty and my patience. Let's say I bought tickets to a Patriots game, for example, in Foxborough, and those plans involve a number of logistical considerations. Suddenly, the league decides, hey, you know what? That game would be so much more lucrative if we moved it to a Thursday night on Amazon Prime. Suddenly, those logistical considerations have to be amended, including how am I going to get to work the following day after having my tickets flexed to a Thursday night from a Sunday afternoon? That's an excellent question. But as far as the NFL is concerned, that's your problem, not theirs, because they don't really give much of a crap. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. They call her the grill girl. I swear to God, that's what they call Morgan at the Ludlow Rockies. She loves talking about grills. And who can blame her? A trained grill specialist at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's is your grilling destination. Free delivery, assembly, plus free fuel with every grill over 400 bucks. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, 75 and sunny today, rainy and 78 tomorrow. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. Uh, go ahead and do your keyword. Yes, thing. stop. Before you do anything else, let me announce today's keyword to cash. $1,000 keyword. The word is great. That's great, as in, oh, great. I've just won $1,000. G R E-A-T. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com and enter the word great for your chance to win $1,000. You'll have until midnight tonight to enter today's $1,000 keyword, which I should say one more time is great. G-R-E-A-T. Good luck. 
from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, just to give you an update, that uh, traffic backup on I-91 is to the 291 overpass now. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty damn far. That's, that's probably that's... a couple, two, three miles, I would say. Uh, the accident is on I-91 North. It is just past exit 10A and 10B, which is West Springfield. That's between West Springfield and the Mass Pike entrance. Yeah. So uh, try to avoid that area if you can. I mean, if you're stuck in it, I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a while. It's going to be a long while. Use uh, use any cash apps like Venmo or anything <sighs> like that? <laughs> you know, I occasionally use Venmo, but for a very small uh, number of things. I've been using it a lot more now, probably within the last four years or so. Mm-hmm. When I used to run those, uh, I had two benefits I ran for my late wife that it was easier to get money from people for a ticket by just sending them the send, sending me the 20 bucks via a cash app than it was to meet up with somebody and find a ticket you right. know what i mean right uh but you know with all the rules that have been announced that they're going to start tracking every little thing that you do the government for next year's tax purposes right uh venmo seems to want everybody to start using these things most parents still pay their kids allowance in cash or some sort of barter system but now kids can also accept venmo and they can also accept it for mowing lawns and at lemonade stands when was the last time you saw a kid mow a lawn um i think the last time i saw a kid mow a lawn was the last time i saw a kid run a lemonade stand with venmo yeah i haven't or like, seen a, or a qr code i haven't seen a lemonade stand either no, not really. Up until now, Venmo's official rules banned children under 18, but that's changing. They just announced that they're launching Venmo Teen, which will be available for 13 to 17-year-olds with a parent's permission. Hmm. The teenagers will get a debit card, which allows them to withdraw money at ATMs for a $2.50 fee. There will also be a $400 daily limit if your kid is really moving capital. <laughs> you know. $400 a day? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, parents will be able to monitor their kids' transactions, see who the teen is sending money to and from, as well as lock and unlock the debit card. A lot of teenagers were already finding ways to use digital wallets, so Venmo hopes that having an official option for teens will make it safer and more secure for both kids and parents. The only really time, there's really only two, three times that I that I use um, use Venmo. One, uh, my daughter Liza was. Uh, is still in college and she was in washington dc last semester yeah and uh, you know i i sent her i wired her cash on venmo at yeah. least on two occasions so she, you know she, she had money while she was out there uh the other one that i pay through venmo is my lawn guy mm-hmm. we do it through through venmo and then there's uh and then there's my uh, my drug and gun supplier who oh, i play yeah, through yeah, venmo yeah, yeah, yeah. and that seems to work out pretty good what do you use as the memo though in the comment of what you paid for uh accessories oh that's a good one yeah you can't tell me that yeah, it could be anything at I, that point i use venmo pretty much like what you just said like services like a babysitter or uh you know yeah. like the hairdresser for the kids or what you know things like that uh, because a lot of people don't carry cash with them anymore. We're becoming this cashless society. The downfall of that is the government knows every little penny that you're spending out of your pocket. Th- this was my complaint about, you know, when they decided to start charging, you know, tracking everybody's Venmo. Right. Okay, but, you know, we're going to char- we're gonna 
question every transaction that you make. Anything you know, it, over $600 or whatever it is. Yeah, but if you but if you're paying your kid you know, over six hundred hours yeah. over a period of time. You know, what are the tax implications of that? And why should you be taxed? Well, by by giving your kid a few bucks. Well, the perfect example is me when I I there's a vacation week that I buy every year from this guy that I know. He's a friend of mine, and I give him the money for the week. It's like six hundred bucks, right? Right. That's considered taxable income, but it's not because you have to. Th- this is why it's going to be so difficult for the tax thing. You have to like explain each of those transactions over the $600 mark. Oh, this was just him giving me money for the thing he bought off me. Right. But that's on him, not you. Yes. But if somebody gives me money for something, like let's say I sell something, like, you know, you sell something, uh, I sell a tractor or something like that, and it's $1,000. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sit there and explain to the IRS why what I just did. Yeah, because they're gonna wonder how you sold a tractor for only a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, probably. Well, I was just using that as an example. Oh, okay. Tax. I thought you Sorry. had. I thought you were selling lawn like like uh, farm equipment. No, but it, so that's the part I don't like is the government intervention. You know, you you used to be able to pay a babysitter. You know. Cash under the table. Yeah. It should still be that way. I don't know why uh, we have to track everything. I, you know, I I know we don't use cash a lot, but there's still something about cash I almost prefer. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, I know not everybody likes handling cash and not everybody's real, you know, comfortable with that. And it, it's not like, you know, if there's a problem with a cash transaction that you can go back and, you know, and, and look mm-hmm. at uh, statements or whatever. I get all that, but there is something convenient about just giving cash and being done with it. Yeah, you're done with it. You don't. You, you put something on your, on a, your credit card. You're still going to pay the interest on it. You put something on Venmo. There are fees associated with that, or you know any of these cash apps. Same thing. And now you're talking about tax implications for really the most, you know, minor of of expenses that you would uh, you would do. If I'm all right, so your guy who's got the property, six hundred bucks. That's six hundred yeah. bucks for you. But is he renting it all year long? Uh, no, he, it's it's a timeshare week that I oh, pay. I okay. pay him for you know he pays exchange fees or whatever the hell it is that, that he does it to transfer. It but to there's me. still but because he owns it, there's still tax implications for him. I guess so. Why would that be a tax implication if you're not all you're doing? Well, you is still just, own property, so there's right. there's still there's still tax advantages yes, to the property. Timeshares are deeded properties. Exactly. So. I don't know. I mean, and, it's well. Somebody just suggested split up the payments so they're under six hundred bucks. Yes, but if you read the fine print of that bill, it's it's allocating all of the transactions that you had between the person. Right. So if if you wind up spending like twelve hundred hours, yeah. you know, then that then that doesn't matter whether you've broken it up into a, in, into a bunch of different uh, payments. Yeah, but let's say I give a babysitter a hundred bucks for you know a night's work or yeah. whatever. Over time, once she gets to six hundred dollars, then it starts getting tracked and taxed by the IRS, which is ridiculous. You know, I I, I think it's it's stupid too. And when this this bill came out, and and people are asking these kinds of questions, and like they're simple questions. Yeah, babysitters. You know, uh, this thing, that thing. It's like, well, now wait a minute. I mean, these things have never been taxed before. These things have never, you know, these have always been private exchanges of cash for services. Well, but why why should this suddenly change simply because the 
the mechanism of exchanging that cash is different. Let me uh, let me just uh, let you in on something. The government doesn't care about you. They only care about themselves. Well, that's not what I've heard. And you know, I will I will fall back on that uh, corporate. Uh, luxury of not having to pay taxes because that's the way the laws are designed so you know they design the laws so the uber rich can never pay taxes on something you see these tax returns from jeff bezos and elon musk they don't pay taxes they just don't they just don't eventually at the end of the year because they they are operating the system as it is designed that's what i'm saying but the the system should not be designed to pick on the low-hanging fruit who's you're gonna tax the babysitter who's making you know maybe 1200 bucks a year which you wouldn't have had to do before it's just it just seems a little here's the smartest thing you've said on the show in over a year Oh my God! Uh, the government doesn't care about you. Why? Well, the government really cares about your money, though. Yeah, they do care about your money. Yeah, because your money is really what matters to them. And I just think that it's it's uh, it, it, it's kind of like a a shakedown when you yeah. come right down to it, because now they found another way of of taxing transactions that would never have been taxed Tax if you were paying in cash. If you paid in cash. These things wouldn't be taxed in the same way because you're not you're not tracking cash in the same way you would track a, a digital financial yeah. exchange. Well, you, now you, you just wouldn't. Now you're down to the penny. Yeah. Whereas if I pay your if I pay my babysitter in cash, yeah. No one knows about that except me and the babysitter and What's, my kids who aren't talking. Well, now Venmo wants your kids to have the cash app, which. Again, I, I think is not a bad idea because I don't have cash on me sometimes. You want to borrow a few? No, I don't want to borrow any money. I don't borrow money. I don't do that. You don't? No. Okay. I don't ask people for money. There's no... There's no, no I don't ask for people for money either. No. Uh, but anyway, uh, what I was saying about the kids, like, you know, if we go to a store or something like that, I don't feel like getting out sometimes. And that means if I'm the only one with the debit card, then I'm going to have to go in there. Right. I've let my kid use the debit card every once in a while, but I don't like the idea of that either. Yeah, no, I, I don't uh, I don't give my kids access to my credit or my bank accounts. You know, I'll I'll pay them, you know, like, you know, yeah. birthdays, you know, you know, money along the way. Right. But uh yeah, I'm I'm just not throwing my credit cards out there and say, "No, knock yourself out, children." It would be a lot easier if the kid had had their own debit card. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you know they do, so that works out for them. Uh but again, you know, you're going to get screwed by the government in the end anyway. Oh, your kid made uh, four hundred dollars at a little lemonade stand. Uncle Sam wants his cut of that. Would be a shame if Uncle Sam were to start breaking kneecaps. Yeah, be on, be on, uh, a shame if Uncle Sam came and destroyed this uh, table here. Yeah. Be a shame if your adorable little kids fell over their lemonade stand tables four or five times in a row. Yeah, it'd be a shame if Uncle Sam chased your kids away and then urinated in the lemonade and then uh, started selling it himself. Oh, that's exactly what they do. They're called the IRS. <laughs>
It's 821 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Once again, Father's Day is right. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny at 75 today, rainy tomorrow with a high of 78. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. You know, we haven't had a chance to uh, to talk about this. Uh, Cohen mentioned it, and I know that uh, you know Barry was very, very close to uh, the Hoyt family. But uh, yesterday, Rick Hoyt, uh, who was the man who was pushed in a wheelchair by his dad in 32 Boston Marathons, uh, died on Monday at the age of 61 due to uh, complications with his respiratory system. Uh, th- this story is just like the most unbelievable, most heart uh, heartwarming story there is. Uh, Rick had cerebral palsy, and it left him uh, a quadriplegic. And since 1977, he and his dad were running in races. And his dad, uh, Dick Hoyt, would, would push Rick along. And they had been, their first Boston Marathon was three years later in 1980. 32 Boston marathons up until the age of 2014 when Dick Hoyt uh, retired. He passed away in March of 2021. And uh, and Rick, unfortunately, died uh, you know just this week at the age of 61. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we wish the, fam- the Hoyt family and Team Hoyt uh, you know, our condolences. We know that uh, when Barry Krieger retired and we and they had the party for him. Yeah. Of all the stories he had ever co- uh, ever covered in his career, uh, this is the one that he felt the most emotionally connected to, and he talked about the Hoyts at his own uh, at his own retirement party as being maybe the most amazing story he had ever done. And so, again, uh, our respects to uh, the Hoyt family. Absolutely, and you know they're right from Holland. So this is a you know this is a local story. That's yeah, it's not being, too far away from here. Not being uh, not too far away, obviously, and uh, it's it's being covered uh, around the world. Uh, well, about, it's a pretty inspirational story. It know? is. It it's to- it totally is. Uh, I you did you mention the father passed away back in yeah back yeah, in yeah, uh, March that, of twenty one yeah um it's just a it's a sad but heartwarming story I guess you could I guess you could characterize it as that. It's uh, 8.31. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your... 8.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Serious injuries were reported after a motorcycle crash caused the left lane of I-91 in West Springfield to shut down traffic on Tuesday or this morning. Uh, the Mass DOT said the incident happened on the northbound side at exit 10, according to an official tweet. In the second tweet, they told commuters to expect delays. Traffic was backed up uh, just before the Chickabee curve, uh, according to 22 News. But as we heard from other uh, listeners uh, chiming in, that uh, backup is all the way to the 291 uh, overpass, which is probably about a good three miles there. Uh, Live video showing exits 9 and 10 show traffic at a standstill while troopers blocked off Blocked the closed off lanes with their cruisers. It's unclear how many vehicles were involved or how many people were injured. Uh, they've reached out to the Mass State Police for more information. Um, but it's going to be a mess this morning. I ninety one. You got to find a different route. Yeah. Uh, Springfield Police are currently investigating a shooting that took place Monday afternoon in the area of Acorn and Sycamore Streets. A male gunshot victim is being treated for serious injuries. According to the department uh, spokesperson, Ryan Walsh, at approximately 3.20 p.m., officers responded to the area of Acorn and Sycamore Streets for a shot spotter activation. A short time later, a male gunshot victim was privately escorted to Bay State Medical Center with serious injuries. Privately escorted? Uh, well, you call the wham <laughs> 
Wee, I'm uh, hurt. I thought you know? they, they, because they pick you up before your go-go to the hospital. Uh, well, yeah, and then it's it's just a guy showing up in like his Prius. Oh, I'll take you to the car. I'll take you to the hospital. <laughs> okay. And then they just kick you out of the emergency room. That's the problem. There's no yeah. like gurney or you know bandages or anything you like. You literally that. have to crawl into the hospital. Yeah, and, and uh, the car that uh, takes you there it has to be uh, like l- you know laid plastic laid out all over the seats. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, unless you can hose your car down. From the inside. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know if you want to do it with blood. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, a Springfield man was arrested after allegedly riding a dirt bike illegally on Friday afternoon. At around 4.40 p.m., officers saw a red dirt bike on Union Street with the rider not wearing a helmet and rode a wheelie crossing the double yellow lines on the road. As the rider, 23-year-old Michael Perez Cruz, got off the dirt bike on Ashley Street, Officers arrested him and seized the bike. They also seized crack cocaine in Perez, uh, Perez Cruz's pocket. He's charged with negligent operation, possession of a Class B drug, operating a motor vehicle uh, in violation of a license class, unregistered motor vehicle, unregistered, uninsured motor vehicle. He's fighting that one. Yeah, that's that's the one to win. The uh, Springfield Police regularly receives complaints of illegal dirt bike or OHV riding in the streets of Springfield in which the riders put the lives of others and themselves at risk. I haven't seen too many of those lately, though. It's becoming, uh, maybe maybe because the warm weather really hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah. I haven't, been, you know, to be honest, I haven't been downtown into Springfield in a, in a, enough lately yeah. to see a lot of this. It annoys the living bejesus out of me when it happens. Because, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous when you got uh, these uh, these guys out there popping wheelies in like the in the median, yeah, and uh, and not getting killed. I mean, I respect their their balance and athleticism, but yeah. uh, I don't respect the fact that I, uh, any anyone in a car can brain one of these kids. I know what you uh, were saying earlier about uh, sometimes not that you would do it, but uh, that wouldn't it be nice to just open your door and just yeah. knock one of these kids down on the ground, yeah. right? I have been in situations where I've been driving down the highway and then you get like a band of these high speed motorcycles like those uh, Kawasaki oh, yeah. and the Ninjas or yeah, whatever yeah. they are and uh these people are like doing like handstands on uh, going 90 miles an hour down I91 and it's like I don't want to see somebody die but you're kind of hoping for a crash at that point. Like, yeah. this guy needs to learn a lesson by getting knocked off his high horse here and uh, stop being an a-hole. You've got too much compassion to see someone get uh, get really seriously hurt yeah. in a situation like that. But on the other hand... But in the moment... But in that moment, yeah, you say, yeah. well, hmm, I guess it wouldn't be surprising if it happened to that guy. Well, and then uh, when you drive by the wreckage, you can go, womp, womp, womp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A person was injured Saturday night in a stabbing at a Cape Cod resort. Uh, officials say the Hyannis Fire Department responded to the Cape Codder Resort and Spa just before 7.30 p.m. for a reported stabbing. One person was taken to a local hospital and is expected to survive. No word on any arrests or what led up to the stabbing. Officials do not know where in the resort the stabbing occurred. 
The Cape Cotter is located uh, uh, in Hyannis, and they're considered a family-friendly resort that offers indoor and outdoor pools, as well as a water park and arcade. And knife play. The only uh, reason I bring this up is, you know, it's out in Hyannis, but this is the place I took my kids to after my wife passed away. <laughs> it was Because somebody suggested to me, hey, man, uh, you know, before the uh, celebration of life and all that stuff, you should probably get away for a couple of days with the kids. So I said, okay, and then I... Uh, was looking at places out that way. We had already planned a vacation in Hyannis like sure. for that spring break week, and obviously that plan got fumbled by somebody's illness. Uh, you know, so we, we, we obviously, those plans got squashed. So I, I took the advice of somebody that said, hey, you should go to this water park place out in Hyannis. So I looked it up. It was $400 a night. Ooh. And that included the admission to the water park and all that stuff. I would hope so. So, uh, you know, and being at the time, uh, I kind of just overspent some money and because whatever. You had to do what you had to do. You had to do what you got to do. So I spent these uh, 800 bucks for the two nights at the Cape Cotter Resort. What a crap hole this place (laughs) is. We got there, and I've told this story before. Uh, about how we get to the the resort, uh, you know, I'm this dad uh, like having anxiety attacks every five seconds from what just happened to me, and then of course my kids get in this water park, but there's a ton of people in this water park, and I'm like, why? I was like, why? This place isn't that big. Where are all these people coming from? Well, it turns out it was obviously it was spring break week. You can just go buy a pass for the day when you're not even staying there. Yeah. And so the thing was, you know, they had a lazy river, and then my, you know, my kids floating away in a sea full of people, and I'm freaking out. Everyone's, and everyone's getting all sick on the uh, on the chlorine. Well, the next day, my kid gets sick. She throws up in the trash can on the pool deck because there's so much chlorine in the water. She's getting sick from it. So I complain about this after spending eight hundred dollars in the facility. Right. And I uh, I complained about this. Nobody seemed to care. So I wrote them a lovely Yelp review, you know, the white trash soundboard. Uh, <laughs> and I wrote this uh, review, and I, 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 don't, I don't have time to look it up right now, but I, but I, I explained the situation, and then I said, uh, let's just, I said, don't go to this place. Uh, I said, let's just uh, say that the biggest tragedy to come out of Hyannis is not the Kennedy family. <laughs> It Never heard a word. Chap- it was not Chappaquiddick. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and then you hear something like this, and you're like, eh, I can kind of see that happening at a place uh, like that. Jesus. What a crap hole! Well, you know, uh, four hundred bucks would be enough for me to try to try to find another way. You know, because yeah. you, you could get the day pass for what is it like ten bucks or something like that. Yeah, it was very cheap. Really to be cheap in there, Com- yeah. compared to what you were paying to stay there. Right. It's just. It's just. I would have. I would have gotten the Motel 6 and then just came over to the water park for right. the day. Probably would have been a lot cheaper. Uh, get your calculator out. You ready? Uh, okay, hold You're on. You need to add up all the people that are arrested here. Four kids in Maryland were caught driving around in two different stolen cars last week. They were teenagers, and two adults were with them, an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old. It turns out they'd also just stolen stuff from a nearby store. Two adults got thrown in jail, and the four kids were charged as juveniles. So that's six arrests, but we're just getting started here. The kids had to get picked up by at jail by a guardian. And when the guardian showed up, uh, the car she was in was also stolen. 
Three women were in it, and a guy was driving. Cops thought it might be hot because a uh, back window was smashed out. After the three women got dropped off, cops tracked down the car and arrested four more people inside of it, the driver and three other teenagers. Meanwhile, the three women who got dropped off at the jail also got arrested. (laughs) By now, you've probably lost count, so here's the final tally. A total of 13 people were arrested, seven juveniles and six adults. They apparently all knew each other and were between the ages of 13 and 21 years old. It's not clear what the Guardian situation was all about or where their parents were during all of this. Cops say all three of the stolen cars were Hyundais. They were being stolen. Uh, they're being stolen a lot right now, thanks to this dumb social media thing about how easy they are to steal. <laughs> I mean, you probably have enough, you know, room in the lockup for what, like three or four people? Yeah, yeah. It's, now you're, uh, you're you're jamming like thirteen people in this lockup. It looks like a clown car. Well, I guess it depends on where you're being arrested. If, uh, you know, you get arrested in a small town, yeah. you probably only got the one holding cell, like uh, Otis the drunk letting himself out with the key. <laughs> but if you're in a, if you're in like a metro area and you go to a county jail, you're in like a holding tank. Yeah, for, right. With a, bunch of, with a bunch of other people. But so. at least you're with like 12 other people that you know. Yeah. You know, and you can, uh, I mean, I suppose you can galvanize yourself kind of like as a, as a gang. Like you're you're an impenetrable gang, so nobody else in the in the tank with you is going to start causing problems. You get twelve other people, and they're all inconvenienced by the whole thing. Ah, oh, you better uh, you better watch out. I'll get my posse after you. Oh yeah, where's your posse? Well, all twelve of them are right behind me. <laughs> We're all in here together. That's it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: it is going to be sunny with a high of seventy-five tomorrow. Uh, rainy with a high of 78. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. This is John Mayberry, president of Mayberry Material Handling, with an important announcement. That's Rock. It's just about 8.53, and Collective Soul backs and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 78. It's 57 in downtown Springfield. That uh, that accident on I-91 is uh, unfortunately a deadly accident. A Chickabee man died and a motorcycle crash uh, northbound in West Springfield during the Tuesday morning commute. According to the Mass State Police Sergeant uh, Corey Mackey, at around 6.25 a.m., troopers were called to a single-vehicle motorcycle crash on I-91 North in West Springfield. The motorcyclist, a 24-year-old Chickabee man, died due to the crash. It is just past exits 10A and 10B in West Springfield. State police have closed the left-hand lane of traffic. I'm not sure if it's still closed or not, uh, if there's still traffic back up in that area, but I'm sure that there's an investigation going on, and that's going to take some time, so just try to avoid that area if you can. Uh, Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be uh, cleared up at at some point, uh, you know, probably this afternoon, but uh, the backups have been pretty substantial, so even if you are out there, uh, try to avoid it if you can. All right, switching gears here. Yes. Uh, moving along. Uh, you know, we were talking about that Yelp review that I wrote for Cape Connor. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, uh, it, 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 it that was like six years ago. So I'm trying to like go back and find where the review was, but I can't remember which email address I used to write the Yelp review. Oh, yeah. But I logged into this other one that I had, the, one of the one of the Yelp accounts that I, that I had created, and it was... Uh, one of the reviews that I had written was for the when they were going to close the um, the veterans' home up in up in uh, Fl- not Florence is it Florence Yeah is that the one where it is Yeah or Haydenville it's up that way Okay Yeah Right 
and or I, Leeds. Was it Leeds? Leeds, Leeds, yeah. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Yeah. And, you know, tongue-in-cheek comment, I said, oh, this is a great place. My landlord called last week and says, hey, can you get rid of all these pesky veterans around here? <laughs> Sometimes I crack myself up uh, years <laughs> later. You know what I mean? Like, that that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're in the moment, and you just, uh, you let it rip. But I but I am trying to find that uh, one because uh I thought it was pretty uh, passive aggressive. Right. <laughs> there have been moments, Steve, when you've either tried to sell something online or um, or or have done Yelp reviews that uh, you really pour your heart and soul into. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do. Yeah. Um, Any luck finding it? Uh, no, but uh, ninety-one is still completely backed up. I'm getting those messages All as right, well. Good. So just say, but no, I have no luck finding it. But uh, I do appreciate a good Yelp review every once in a while. Hey, uh, the Big Bonk and Smoke is coming back Wednesday, June 21st. Tickets are on sale now. Everyone's excited about the Big Bonk and Smoke. It's so much fun. What a classy event. A lot of gentlemen uh, out there enjoying the food, enjoying the cigars. Yeah. From the cigar room to an Agawam. You get the T-shirt. Nothing more sophisticated than a guy in a clean jean shirt from uh, GG Inc.'s Custom Printing. And the premium food spread, which if you know what you're doing, you really pack down the old chow pipe at uh, at the log cabin. Or d'oeuvres, dinner, dessert. Uh, details and tickets available at rock102.com, or you can purchase them in person at the Cigar Room 2 in Angawam. Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID tenter, but if you're over 21, man, it's a lot of fun. The Big Bunk and Smoke, June 21st at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I'm just, uh, I know we only got a few minutes, but I'm reading this list here from Cracked. Uh, 12 benign items with a high body count. Things you can die from. Okay. Right? Sandcastles. You since, can d- die in a sandcastle? Since 1990, more people in the U.S. have died from falling into sand holes and tunnels dug for sandcastles than from shark attacks. It's a shocking total of 16 people. This is this is like after you've walked away from building the sandcastle. Yeah, some people leave holes on the beach, yeah. or they, uh, you know, and then the water comes in, and mm-hmm. then you can't really see the hole, and then you fall in the hole. I can see people getting injured, yeah, or can, breaking a leg or something. Well, you, people are dying too. Mowing the lawn. This is why you shouldn't be doing this at all. Perhaps. Oh, I, I don't do it now. Every year, around eighty thousand the people in the U.S. end up in the emergency room uh, due to riding lawnmowers. Sadly, this leads to an average of seventy deaths a year. So this is one of the problems with my lawn. It's uh, it's very hilly, and uh, I got a riding mower, and uh, I don't feel comfortable on that riding mower on those hills. I'm very delicate. You got to go down. Only down. Yeah, no, I, I, I go got up that. up on the safe way, and then you come down straight line. I it's know. It's a pain in the butt, but I, you got to do it. I know what I'm doing. I just don't like it. Uh, detergent pods. Six adults with mental uh, disabilities died between 2012 and 2017 due to eating laundry p- uh, detergent pods, according to the Consumer Product uh, Safety Commission. So it wasn't just kids who were doing this on no, TikTok. No, these, these were adults, were actual too. actual people who, who got poisoned by the Hot tubs. Uh oh. Oh boy. Tubs have, you. tubs have been linked to Legionnaire's disease. Oh, I've had that before. I've lost money at American Legion. Uh, <laughs> it's not the same. It's uh, well known that they can spread water droplets into the air, which can carry the bacteria that cause the disease. This is why I'm so anal about cleaning that thing out yeah. all the time. And think about all the people that don't. And uh, then invite you over. Oh, we have a hot tub. We're, we're swingers and we'd like to have you over. No, thank you. Uh, pen lids. About a hundred people in the year uh, in the U.S. Uh, die from ch- choking on pen lids every year. 
caps. Yeah, pen caps. You know, that's uh, why the uh, the pen cap, yeah. there's usually a hole on one side so that air can still go through it if you choke. The, and it just said this uh, number has gone down since Bic pens and other companies started putting the hole in the lid. I kind of like my uh, my pens holeless. Uh, window blind cords. I've heard of tragedies happening from that. Mm-hmm. Cooking. And uh, number one, hot dogs. Hot dogs? Kids under three are most likely to choke on hot dogs, which make up a 17% uh, of food-related choking incidents. So don't feed your kids hot dogs. A kid should not be going Kobayashi style on a hot dog until at least the age of 13. You know what? Speaking of hot dogs, Autumn Mist Farm we were at last week. Yeah. He's got these homemade beef hot dogs, right? And he's got like the the small ones, the the big ones, like the quarter pounders and all that stuff. Yeah. And now he's got one that's like the size of a kielbasa, and he calls it the home wrecker. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't released it, like serving it yet, but uh, they're they're planning on doing that. Oh man, that sounds awesome! It's huge. It's like a. It's. I mean, kielbasa and hot dogs taste different. Sure. So it's uh, but you're eating. It looks like you're eating a giant kielbasa. You know what my problem with hot dogs is what? I love hot dogs. Yeah. My problem with hot dogs: if I finish one hot dog, I immediately want another hot dog, even if it's loaded with all that stuff on it. Like even if it's loaded. Oh pepper. yeah, like like if uh, if you give me like a hot dog that's Chicago style. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Oh, with the mayonnaise and the. No, no, it's not mayonnaise. It's 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 got the the mustard and the and the uh, iridescent green relish and a pickle on top and, oh, yeah, and yeah, tomato. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Good stuff. Now you're yeah, making so, me hungry again. So good with a celery salt on top. Oh, my God. That's so good. But the problem with the hot dog is I can't just have one. Yeah. You're like uh, you're like a hot dog-aholic. I am. One is not enough and ten is too – no, one's too many and ten's not enough. <laughs> See, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I mean. There you go. Exactly it. It's 9 o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9-12 and Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Beautiful day today. Sunny and a high of 74. Tomorrow, uh, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 77. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. Uh, real quick, uh, in case you uh, missed it, the keyword to cash going to be announced again after 11 o'clock with Dan. Uh, also at 2 and at 5, we announced it at 8 o'clock. Listen for that $1,000 keyword to cash and then enter the keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win 1000 bucks. You can play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's all brought to you by textmefortires.com. Kim Keo, the Nielsen team, Lillian Keller-Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Somebody found that uh, that that Yelp review that I had written. They did. Yeah, for me. Posted it on my timeline, so thank you so much for, for that. Uh, here it is. You ready? I'm ready. This is for the Cape Cotter Resort out in Hyannis. Do you like overpriced dumps? Then this place is for you. <laughs> I took my kids here after my wife died so we could spend some quality time together as a family. The amount of chlorine in the pool made my kids so sick we spent most of the time recovering in the basic hotel room. For $357 a night, you get to enjoy such amenities as a pool filled with children's urine, lockers that cost $7 to keep your stuff being stolen by the outside hood rats they let in, and an overcrowded lazy river where people are willing to let children get knocked over. I thoroughly enjoyed the young lifeguard's response when I told him about the chlorine and not only that my kids were getting sick, but other people were dealing with the same thing. It was basically... Do you even lifeguard, bruh? <laughs> Let's just say the Kennedy family isn't the only tragedy to come out of Hyannis. 
that was my uh, that was my review. That's good. And then uh, I got a submission from a, another listener about their uh, complaint to the Weber Grill Company, mm-hmm. and uh, it said, uh, "I bought a one dollar taco from Burger King once." Thanks to the Weber Grill Mini 2E D18, it's now the second most disappointing thing I've ever spent my money on. <laughs> oh, come on. Those are those are great grills. Well, yeah, but I mean, obviously people have problems with things. Sure. And certain models, no matter how good a company might be. There's yes, always something that didn't meet your expectations. There's always a model out there that is, you know, that might not be the best. And that's what they do. They discontinue those after a while, what they do. But it's always fun <laughs> to read those, to read things like that. It's uh, 915 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks.